Welcome to the Building Doctor Show with Jens Johansson. Okay, okay. Welcome to the Building Doctor Show. I am your host, Jens Johansson. Glad to see you here today to learn more about your buildings. We are really excited to have Laura McDermott, Executive Director of CAI Oregon, as our guest today. And in this episode, we're going to talk about uh, how board members should really kind of focus in on what the differences between a property manager versus a community manager are and how a uh, an organization such as CAI, uh, Community Association Institute, can help you with that. And uh, Laura's going to Laura's going to give some insight on that. She's been in the business for eleven years, and you can have your chance to ask us some free Q and A at the end of this end of the show, whether it's about the show topics or anything that you have brought with you. So we're really privileged to have you here. Welcome, Laura. Tell us a little bit about yourself and why you wanted to be on the show. Thank you so much, Jens. I appreciate that. Um, I have, as you said, been with the chapter, the Western Oregon chapter for 11 years now, um, and we have done quite a bit of growing since that time, which we'll get to, we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. Um, I have heard of this program here that you guys have been putting on and actually just heard some really good feedback about how great all your pro, all the, um, subjects and titles are that you have on here and the people that you've had come on here. So I am, I am very honored to be able to be on here today with everybody. So thank you for asking me. Great. Yeah. Our goal is to give our viewers at least one piece of good information that they can use and, and uh, and a free forum to ask questions. And in that community, somebody may be asking a question that that you haven't quite thought of. And so we leave it open for everybody and and uh, <clears throat> and some giveaways, some giveaways at the end of the thing. So uh, let's do a quick poll. Uh, it helps these polls help us tailor our answers to who our audience is. And so I'll get that launched right there if everybody can take a minute to log into that. Uh, it just helps us helps us understand where people are from. And what we're trying to do is grow into our other areas of Oregon and Utah and, and talking with you, Laura, today about the Oregon chapter. We expect some Oregon folks on here. So anyway, uh, while the poll results are coming through, uh, a couple disclaimers. This show is free, so put away your credit card. We aren't selling you anything. And the show is for educational content only. We're not giving legal, financial, or engineering advice, and I'm not a medical doctor. We're just a couple of people on the internet trying to help you run your buildings better. We've helped thousands of people with their building problems, and we've seen what worked and what didn't when it comes to restoring and running condos, and we want to share that with you in hopes that it benefits you. So feel free to enter things into the chat if you have questions about uh, the show that Ben, the producer, can answer. He's going to be putting some links in there as well. So keep an eye on that. Uh, any kind of questions you have put into the Q&A section. And so let's get over to this poll. Let's end the poll and see what happens. Share the results. We've got Washington and Utah represented. Nobody from Oregon. Oh, no. That is so silly. You guys are not paying attention. You're wow. watching this in the background. You're actually at work uh, but, uh, actually working, I guess. So anyway, the, uh, <laughs> the, we have 187 people signed up to receive the replay and we get it. It's Tuesday afternoon at three 30. So sometimes it's hard to break away, but our poll, lots of board members, uh, or homeowners and how we got on it with, uh, with J2 recommended us or our community manager recommended us. Have you been through a repair process? Yes, big one. 60% of you have been through a big one. And so <clears throat> that's great. Okay, good. We got lots of good people here. So like I said, stick around for live Q&A. We'll answer as many questions as we can in the hour and then add the rest of the next show. Uh, you'll see some slides there on how you get a hold of Laura or I. Laura has graciously offered to answer your emails or your phone calls about, about the show topics and how she can help you. And stick around for a little bit of raffle giveaway. So let's get into today's show. Here we go. What is the 
agenda. Here you go. Okay. Differences we're going to talk about here today. We're going to talk about the differences between property and community management. We're talking about some common misconceptions of the two, or, you know, I'm a small association, so I don't need a manager, you know, that kind of thing. We're going to talk about CAI 101. This isn't going to be a sales pitch on joining CAI, but we've got Laura here, the executive director. She knows everything about it, so she can tell you the ins and outs of that. She can tell you a chapter relationship, how to how to get involved uh, as a vendor, like a like a uh consulting firm like us, or maybe you're a landscaping company or, you know, somebody, you know, would benefit from, from uh, being around a lot of boards uh, and then challenges of this and how to get involved in some really kind of funny case stories. <clears throat> she has a couple that I'm trying to encourage her to share, but she's wondering if they're appropriate. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see how this goes and we'll get to that. Okay. Let's see if I can keep my mouse working today will be a great day. So property manager, I'm hiring a property manager or a community manager. And so I worked in the business for quite a while before I really learned the difference between the two. Um, what, what are your first takeaways, Laura? And when, when you're distinguishing between those two, I have a couple of things, but. Yeah, I would say for, first off, um, just in case any of you didn't know, uh, community managers do not like to be called property managers. <laughs> so make sure if you are in your HOA or condo um, and you are managed, you want to be calling them a community manager because there is a lot of differences between the two. And I would say a lot of technical differences um, such as knowing, um, you know, down to your bylaws and your CCNRs, and then and then also recognizing what are all the laws and legal stuff you have to follow as a community manager. There's a lot there, so um, the two have a lot have a lot of very specific differences. Right. I did. I did get that lecture. I said, you know, I, I got the finger wave. I got I've gotten it wave. too. I totally and, got it too. And uh, we don't deal with pools and sports courts. Right. And I was like, oh, wow. Well, sorry. <laughs> but when you're you, touching on something sensitive. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, wow. But you do hear, you know, property managers are dealing with leasing. They're dealing with turnovers. They're dealing with site amenities and pools. And, and then in kind of the commercial world, they're definitely more spreadsheet and budget decision oriented, you know, it's not on this year's budget. I can't do that. I know the roof is leaking. I don't have authority, you know, whereas a community manager is really kind of a leader or a guide with yeah. your board. They know what you need to do, but they understand your board has a little bit of a different set of bylaws or a different, you know, this, this community has a different melody or a different feel. We, we, we still tax ourselves and penalize ourselves and write tickets and do that sort of thing. But, but we're leading our way through this. And I think, I think they have a lot more project management experience as well than an apartment property managers, yes. you know, kind of thing. Um, I think, I think even in the bigger firms that do both, you'll see community association firms and property management firms, and you'll have some other firms that kind of do both. I've found they have different departments and different staff and yes. different email addresses and different, I mean, they really keep them separate. Yeah. I know in Washington, I'm not sure about Oregon or Utah, but, but just look into the real estate act in Washington, you actually have to be a licensed broker to be a property manager. And so that caused some kerfuffle and the community managers went through the legal action committee or, or whatever that's called through CAI and said, mm -hmm. we want this kind of modified a little bit. And now the mo now rule modifications do say community managers do not need to be licensed brokers because yeah. they're not doing so much leasing and, and, and very specific things like that. So that's kind of an interesting thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, there's all sorts of groups for landlords and short-term rentals. So if you're a board member that's trying to rent out their, rent out their or Airbnb, their unit, um, you know, go, go find another group. You'll, you'll hear about condominium management and board support in this webinar, but there's specific ones for you in, in the sense of landlord tenant act and, um, more landlord groups than have legislation, but but this this stuff is about boards today. 
Um, and I think the last thing, you know, a good community manager, there's a lot of keeping you out of trouble and keeping you in compliance with ever-changing updates. Um, so there's there's a lot to be had there. Did I did I kind of miss anything or anything else you'd add to that? I, I feel like um also community managers definitely attend a lot of evening meetings. Yeah. <laughs> um, because the board meeting the board meetings are usually at night. So um, if you have your community manager, they're going to be involved in all of those meetings as well. So um, they really are. That was a good good word to use as they are a guide for your, yeah. your community. Yeah, they've they've the good ones have been there and done that and they can show you how to do it. So they're here to help you. Um, I think, you know, guide like a coach. Well, coach sometimes yells at you and makes mm-hmm. you do stuff. Um, they can't make you make you do stuff, but they can encourage and and motivate and and we've had other shows with other managers on talking about that but right. kind of the difference between the two we wanted to start our thing with property management versus community management think of apartment versus you know, uh, kind of community home it's it's more complex there's there's owners in here and there's uh, there's lots of owners in here instead of just one owner with a spreadsheet somewhere so yeah. All right. Common misconceptions. And we hear this all the time. Uh, as all the infill uh, projects get built, they tear one little house down or two little houses down and build an eight pack, we say. And so we we are we have a lot of clients that say, hey, we're just eight units. We can't afford a manager. Um, you know, so I'm I kind of ask them, I said, so how do you paint the building? Well, we just kind of get together at the mailboxes and we kind of figure out a price and divide it by, you know, whatever. And who does that? Well, we're <laughs> all on the board. All of us are involved. It's like, oh, wow. Okay. And that's, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of a small, but why, why is it, why is this a misconception in your idea or why is this false that we're small? We can't afford a manager. Or we can't afford it. We don't think we need one. We can do it ourselves. Why do you think that's false? Um, I would say, especially on the expense side, there are so many different management company types, like the Mm -hmm. ones that will do like almost kind of boutique kind, like, Mm -hmm. let's say you need financial management and that's kind of your main thing that you're worried about, or you're going to need a lot of project management. You need somebody to really step in and do that. There are management companies that will do certain sections of your management. So let's say you don't have to pay the higher fee to have a manager do, you know, your whole entire thing, you know, all of it, attend your meetings, right. You know, make sure that you've got an agenda and all that kind of stuff. However, I will think, I would say that a lot of times you'd be surprised at what you can get from, um, you know, from your fee for your manager. Um, I also think that it is important to have a manager, especially if you're not familiar with uh, your community associations in general, HOAs, how to run them, um, how to stay in compliance, like you were saying earlier. I mean, all those things, you you definitely want to make sure you have a, a professional person that's able to guide you. So where do I, where I'm a, I'm a board, I'm, I have five units. Where do I start finding that? How, how would you recommend I go look for a community manager? Well, that's easy, Jens. Um, you, uh, if I were you, I would go to your local CAI chapter. There we go. There comes I, would, the I, would, I would ask them, I mean, this is real. I would say, hey, can I take a look? Do you have a membership directory? Because we have a membership directory that has all of the management companies that are members of CAI, all the managers that are members of CAI. And these are usually going to be people that have gone the extra step to be educated in their profession. So a lot of times they'll have their designations like their CMCA or their PCAM, which mm-hmm. sounds like a bunch of letters, but that really means that they've gone the extra mile to mm-hmm. understand how to do their job better. A so I always, in community yes, yeah. yes, I always would say, look at our membership directory. And, you know, I'm not going to point one out over the other because that's not my job, but that's a great place to start. Okay. So they can, they can email you and say, Hey, I'm looking for some help, or they can walk into your office and somebody there will be, here's our manager directory. Yes, and my the office would just be my house. So if you just okay. came in, that'd be fine. I'll give you a key, I guess, and you'll just come on in. <laughs> okay. The uh, so yeah, just how how would the board, you know, that 
email you and and uh, say yes. Point me in the right direction. Yes, okay? and I'm I'm a big fan of the phone too. I mean, I don't know how other executive directors obviously feel, and in you know, a lot of chapters are bigger than ours. But I'm always happy to get on the phone and chat with you through mm-hmm. things because a lot of management companies specialize in different things. So right. that's that's really helpful to know too. You know, this person, these this management company kind of does smaller smaller HOAs. This one does high rise condos. This one, does, you know, there's 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 several different kinds. How many years of experience did that take you to figure that out? Um, I well, when I walked into this job, I had no idea what any of this was. Right. So I would say, you know, a good four or five, four or five yeah. years. Four or five years. Really to, started realizing yeah. the, the differences and all of the what that actually takes. I mean, it's right. can be complicated. Right, right. Okay. So yeah, and that's just starting and then interviewing and then talking and trying to get, hey, we've got a small association, it's brick, it's right. up in, in the mountains or by the river or you know, whatever. We just need financial or we need some help rewriting our, you know, governing documents, yeah. or we're anticipating a big project. We need some more project management help. Um, and so trying to narrow it down and getting yes. yeah. Yes. The more information that you have, what of what you're looking for, the the obviously the the easier it is to try to figure out what what's what's right for you. Okay. The uh, let's talk about CAI. Here is your one slide. Oh, here we go. Those pitchy stuff. Here we go. I will try not dialed it into (laughs) why do you need what is CAI? Okay. So without being too sales pitchy. I really do believe in CAI. I truly wholeheartedly do. Um, and CAI is basically your one-stop shop for everything in your your little industry, your little niche there in your local area for anything education-wise, HOA or condo-related, networking, resources. Um, it's It's got it all. So if you have a question about kind of anything, you can always reach out to CAI. Now, I'm not going to give you advice. I'm not going to give you legal advice. I'm not going to give you advice like that. But you know what I can do is connect you with other people that will be able to help you. And that's one of the things I always tell our members that I'm also a resource for you. Let's say you feel really overwhelmed. You don't know what you, you, you've got this question about about your bylaws or, or you're in a legal issue. I can at least help connect you with somebody that will be able to help you. So. Okay. And we're kind of your one-stop shop for for anything in in your little industry there locally. Yeah. So that's, so there's regional chapters. So every state has at least one or maybe two or or Oregon has one, two. Okay. Two. Yeah. And, and so you start at the regional, then there's the national level um, and the regional can feed up to that or, but everything can be found at the regional level for, as far as education and, and referrals and right. networking and things like that. And so new manager training, what do you mean by that? So we're doing new manager training, at least very specialized here in our chapter where we are putting together specific programs for new managers. Mm-hmm. So um, as you're probably aware of, Jens, the management company, so there's 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 a lot of new managers right now that necess- they're, they're kind of being thrown into the job at least sometimes and they're not getting, you know, all of the training. I'm sure they're getting trained, but you know, there's this other stuff that kind of may be hanging out over here that they're not learning about that that's important. So what we do is we we survey them. We say, what do you need to know? And then we have been building programs off of that, especially for new managers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think CAI National also does new manager training as in that they, they have their designations for your CMCA and they have the M100 which I know I can't. What, what, are, what are those for everybody's? <laughs> so, CMCA is. So the CMCA is the first step to your designation. It's your uh, certified manager of community associations. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of your first step to uh, being, to having your first yeah. designation really. General like exposure. General to, exposure, exactly. And you have to take your M100 yeah. before that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also just going to be your first basic test about, you know, management, manage, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it is, it's just one of those things that covers a lot of stuff that new managers probably need to know. Right. So you're able to go, if you are a member of CAI, 
I think even if you're not a member, you could still get your designations, I'm pretty sure. So, you know, you could reach out. You can also take these classes. So that, so the, so for the M100, you have a whole two-day class that you can take. You can take this online. You can take it in person. And then you take this test. And then, um, and then you go from there. And then the PCAM, which is the Professional Community Association Manager designation, is the that's highest a, designation. That's a hard one. That yeah. one is really tough. So if you have a manager that has their PCAM, it is they have gone definitely the extra mile. I mean, there is some some crazy statistic about that that more than sixty percent of the people that take that test and write their essay fail. So right. I, I heard there's only like five or ten percent of managers or PCAM. I mean, yes, it's, it's, it's very the, true, very yeah. true. So you know, be looking for that one if you see your manager has that. That is, they have really gone the extra mile. Right. So folks, why why we're talking about this is, you know, in this in this day and age, it's anybody can, you know, tomorrow I'm going to be a property manager. Yeah, I know how to do it. I've lived in a condo. And so you're like, whoa, is there any kind of certification in the field? Yes. So we're just talking about this stuff of CMCA or PCAM or CEI in general. Are there many other condo associations that on a national level, I should say that I, I haven't heard of any. So CAI really kind of has a strong, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. market in that. I mean, from a national level in every state and we have a consistent, you know, the McDonald's cheeseburgers are the same in every state. Here's the consistent practice. And I, I think CAI, CAI does a good job on that. Yeah. I and so um, okay. And then free associate, how much does it cost? I'm, we're again, we're a small board. I can't afford a manager. Now you're making me join the CAI thing. So, so what the, the, the cost for a board oh, member is really pretty for, for a manager. I think it's two. Oh, shoot. I should know that off the top of my head. It's a few hundred bucks for the manager, 60 but something. And then for, a for actually just a board member, you can have one board member. I think it's one ninety five, And then, um, Two me- two board members up to fifteen is two ninety five. So you can have fifteen people join you for right. your board for right. two ninety five. And depending on what your chapter uh, provides, which we provide a lot for our boards, it pays for itself very quickly. You okay. it's well worth it's well worth the money. Great. So for three hundred bucks, you can have an annual membership in CAI. Yes, up to 15 yeah. of your board members. If, uh, your whole full board. Okay. Full board. That's, that's an easy thing to put on your budget. So that's that's not a big, big number. What does it mean by free association with CAI manager? Uh, that, do, so so oh. I hire a PCAM manager. Are they going to make me join CAI? No. No. Okay. No. No, they're not. Uh, you, you, you can, as a board member... You can be a part of CAI through your, ma- I mean, if you, mm-hmm. you know, you can still attend things, you can still mm-hmm. be a part of CAI. It might cost you a little bit more, but you don't have to join. Gotcha. And so a couple little summary things of membership in CAI. Do you have monthly trainings, monthly events? Don't you have? Yes. So this know, depends so- on each chapter, right? right. So each right. chapter is very different. Okay. Which kind of makes it cool. Like we're all very, very different. There's a different feel. There's a different size. Mm-hmm. We're a, about almost 400 members now, mm-hmm. and we're extremely active. So we mm-hmm. have several events a month. We have at least two usual training, educational training programs, and then we have at least one to two networking programs. We are very mm-hmm. active. Networking, so, social, kind of bigger events. You know, maybe yes. a cruise or a golf tournament yes. in the summer or something like that. Okay. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So, Which your Washington chapter, I know, has a lot of events too. So mm-hmm. if you're up in Washington, be sure to check those out too. Right. Right. Yep. Okay. So it's not only fun, but it's educational as well. And you don't even have to participate. So hopefully we've covered that enough. The uh, And we're not, we're going to refer back to it. But if you, if you have any questions about CAI or just any of this content in general, reach out to Laura contact us at caiorgan.org is her email or phones 503-951-6964. And I'd like to point out her 
necklace is boss in gold. And so she really is the boss. So. I wasn't, I forgot I was wearing that necklace, but man, it's, it's really working for the pick. It, it works. It works. So. Gold boss. All right. Moving on. Okay. Chapter relationships. So we've talked about boards and managers. Um, you know, are you a business partner? What's the best way to interact with a chapter? Hey, my, my husband has a roofing company. Can he join? Yes. What? So yeah. yes, um, the best way for a business partner, I always say is to join a committee with your local chapter. I think yeah. that, that is one of the best ways for you to meet a bunch of people, get really familiar with the industry and kind of you kind of get your feet wet in general. Mm-hmm on what CAI is, how it functions. You get to know your executive director, which is important, I would say, um, because you you never know what you're going to need from each other. And it's true, like throughout the years, like, you know, the relationships, some of the relationships I've had with my business partners have been some of my favorites. Um, So I would say that's one of the things that I think is best. Plus, I would attend everything. If you can go to it, you should go to it. You should okay. you should attend all the luncheons. You should attend all the networking events. If you can attend CA day, meaning like a trade show, I would just pay the money, which means, you know, you sponsor it and you show up to those things. That is the way. Make it so everyone sees your face a lot. Yep. Yep. And I can I can say that from a business partner perspective, it is super helpful. The more the more involved you get, just the more more networking and the more pieces people you run into and the yeah. and the connections you get to grow grow with. And yeah. so that's a super yeah. super way to do it. Um, and then you know you can kind of scout it out too. You can we can we can join and say how many other building envelope firms are there in this nobody wow we should really join or six of our competitors are in there that's eh, probably saturated yeah but yeah if you know people that would be a use to community associations every vendor possible landscaper to roofer um you know foundation sub to roof but painting and fences and just anything and everything lawyers collections yes. Um, accountants, you know, all, all that stuff. So. Right. Right. That's such a good point too. If you, mm-hmm. if you look in that membership directory and you're a roofer and you don't, you see one other roofer or none at all. I I've, I've had to beg some vendors to join. I'm like, we don't have any asphalt people you need to join. Right. Right. So tell your friends, tell your family. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right. Tell Challenges. Them. This is kind of a fun part. You've been here 11 years. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've been involved in the Portland chapter for nearly that long and, and it's hard. I've watched, I've watched some of the struggle. So tell us about, you know, tell us about the struggle. It's, it's, it's hard. It's, oh, it's yeah. a job. What yes. Yes. It's, it's, um, I would say chapters in general for CAI, it's kind of a slow grow. I think Mm -hmm. unless, you know, you, you hit some kind of stride, which actually weirdly enough, we are right now, but you got to get on the building doctor show. That's it. You got to get on the building doctor show. And then all of a sudden it's all going to work out. Everything (laughs) works after that. Um, no, but it, it, it is tough to grow the chapter, uh, since I've been here, you know, I think we started at like two fifty. I said, I'm Mm -hmm. almost at four, but that also includes, we have a central Oregon chapter that used to be part of our, our chapter. So they took like a hundred people and we had to build, oh, that back wow. and build it back to what it is. It takes a long time. Right. And, um, and even some things as much as like our trade show, the first trade show that we had, we had like 35 attendees. And mm-hmm. like last year we had a total of 267 people there. Mm-hmm. So this Fantastic. is really you know, it just, it it does grow on top of itself. And then, right. you know, once more people know, more people know, but it's tough. It takes a long time. It's right. Slow. Well, as somebody, somebody who's been watching, it's, it's, uh, it's good to see slow and steady growth always. Every time I read the tortoise and the hare, the tortoise always wins, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's a good Steady, yeah. like you said, you've you've had a stock split. You had another chapter uh, take half your people, but that that's that's a that's a good. You're on. You're doing something right, but you, yeah. every day you got to wake up and go to work. So yeah. Right. So what what are some rewards from having a healthy chapter now? 
you know, what's really been fun is that we have money left over. Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) That has been, that's tough. You know, it's, it's, um, we're trying to provide like excellent training Mm -hmm. and really good events and that costs money. And the only way we can do it is from our fantastic vendors and business partners, but it doesn't leave a lot left over for much. So it's been kind of fun the last couple of years to actually have a little bit of money that we can either invest or, Mm. or um, decide, Hey, why don't we do another, why don't we do a program that kind of looks more like this next year? You know, it's just, it's fun. It's, it's been Mm -hmm. really fun to have a little extra. Good. Have some breathing room, have some margin. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's been really nice. Any industry success or struggle stories that you could share for you know, the audience of whether they're business partners or, or boards of just what you've seen over the past, what, what would be a success or a struggle that you've seen? Uh, you know, uh, the, uh, uh, a success that I really see our chapter definitely has had is we do a reverse trade show. What's that? Um, and since we started doing that, several other chapters have started doing that. Actually, Nationals had me teach a class on how our chapter does it because it has been so incredibly successful and such a moneymaker for us. Mm. Um, and a reverse trade show is basically the management companies have the booths and the vendors come talk to the management companies at their booths. So they get to visit, you know, as many you know, uh, companies in your area as you can get to attend, which is great. And they'll, I mean, and they'll pay for that. And you make, I mean, it really has, it's, it's, it's launched the chapter into a new little area, which has been kind of cool. And I'm trying, I mean, there's been a lot of struggles over, over the years. Um, I mean, I would say one of them was when they took that hundred members from us and it brought us way back down, almost a small chapter. I was like, oh my gosh, we're never getting out of this. So, so that was definitely, that was tough. Right. There's, there's, I know there's more than that, but I can't, you know, there's a lot. It's been struggling for a while. So I feel like we're just now beginning to get into a point where we're not constantly. Some momentum. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. And then, you know, we've kind of talked about how we get involved. Um, and so regional chapters are where it's at. Google that, you know, just who is CAI Oregon, CAI, you know, type in your state. And then you can, you you guys can Google the national chapter and just kind of see the differences. The national sets the vision, sets the, all the rules and, you know, things that a national would but the re- regionals have the events. They know the in you know the the, the players, the people, the partners, um, and smaller chapters. Hey, they need you. They need you on yes. the volunteer boards. They, um, but you know that's it's volunteer work. But when you find yourself on the board or on the social committee or on the education committee, you also have a little bit more influence there. You can kind of you know help direct and steer what is being taught in that smaller chapter or promoted. Uh, And then, you know, get involved and take advantage of the resources, trainings, and connections. And so uh, anything else to add to that? And I'll jump, the next slide has an example of your resource thing that you talk more about, but. Uh, All I wanted to say is that on the national site, if you go to chapters, you can click on that and list all your chapters with live links to all, oh, the, perfect. all the websites. And that the national website is caionline.org. So you can look for all your little, all the chapters will be listed there. Great. caionline.org. Okay. Okay. So when you go to the, this is a little small print, but when you get there, you'll kind of see some slide luncheon, you know, educational stuff. You'll see industry blogs and newsletters, helpful articles. Uh, what else do we have here? Oh, we have a bunch of revised statutes. And uh-huh. Yeah. And this is for the Oregon. So in any yeah. state, you'd expect probably similar things. Right. But yeah, what is, what is the Oregon Condominium Act? What is the Planned Community Act? What is the Landlord-Tenant Act? These are all things that boards and management companies have to deal with and kind of know off the top of their head. And it's pretty quick way to have a you know quick link here. Um, I know there's been a, in, in other groups that I'm involved in, there's a whole bunch of discussion about during this heat wave, does a landlord owe the tenant immediate air conditioning repairs? 
Oh, wow. And there's this funny little, well, we don't owe them air conditioning, but we owe them heat within 72 hours. And, you know, there's everybody's, oh, it's so hot out. You have to do it. Well, here's the link. Go to the link and find it and read it for yourself and instead of getting your guidance off of social media. But anyway, so this is this is really handy to have. There have been, a, there have been several times where I've, what is that thing? Oh, I know where to find it. CIOnline.org. Ding. Or, you know, the, the, the regional chapter has it. So these are great. Spend a little bit of time in there. Again, there's Laura's email address and, and ping her. She will follow up with you. Okay. Anything else to add to kind of the resources page? Videos? I, I, how's, I, how's, oh, go ahead. Well, uh, I'm sorry. I was just, I, you kind of mentioned it earlier, but I, I don't know that a lot of people are aware that each chapter or state, I should say, has a legislative action committee, mm. which is kind of cool that that's, that's kind of how like uh, bills get lobbied for that are in, right. that are like good for community associations. So CAI is always trying to lobby for things that is going to be good for your community. Right. So that's probably something that a lot of people don't know, but we, I mean, here in Oregon, we have our own lobbyists, we have a committee, we look at all the bills, you know, we, mm -hmm. we go down and, and um, sometimes people actually go down um, to Salem. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, it's, that's also just a really neat thing that CAI provides their members. Yeah. Thank, thanks for bringing that up. What, what have been some hot bills this last year? Ooh. Okay. The one that's coming up that um, did die this session was mm -hmm. a the bees and chickens bill. Um, that's Let's... what everybody called it, the bee bill, because they were saying that people in HOAs or um, you, you would have to have an HOA that has some land on it. You mm -hmm. could have goats, chickens, bees, oh, wow. all that kind of stuff. That raised a lot, a lot of bees. homestead towers. Yeah, not, okay. <laughs> yeah, not be really excited about that bill going right. through. So, um, so everybody was pretty happy when that <laughs> one went down and CAI obviously helped to- Your to, bees stung me. I'm gonna... No, that's the, pro the liability problem. I mean, you know, there's a lot that goes yeah. along with that. So that was a big one that right. eventually is no longer, but it is going to come back actually next session for another round. Wow. <laughs> so- so, so we'll <laughs> yeah, we in in Washington we had one, and I talked a little bit about it in a previous show about uh, daycares. Oh, yeah, how to have daycares? Yeah, but, uh, the daycare. There's there's liability sharing of what happens when the kids uh, right. stick their head through the railing on the walkway on the way to the daycare mm -hmm. unit, and then is the board liable for them getting hurt on the walkway or the sidewalk? And, and so anyway. The where can people is there a is there a legislative active action committee update on the on your website? Of, here's, am, here's what we're working on. Here's what we're worried about. Support. I am so glad you brought that up because um, we didn't necessarily have anything before now um, for various amounts of reasons. Our, mm -hmm. our committee was different. There wasn't a lot of we were we've worked through a lot. So. Mm -hmm. What we're going to do is start doing updates at every single one of our um, educational events at the beginning, just a little quick update. Um, and we're going to record those from the chair and then have them on our website so people can look at the updates. Oh, great. Uh, Perfect. So, yeah. yeah. So we we will. We're going to keep we're going to make sure everybody is very uh, involved and aware of what's going on in right. the community. Right. The Legislative Action Committee gives you the condominium owner access to the state legislature yes. and lobbyists. Yes. That, that is a huge thing. Yes. So it's yeah. not just checklists on how to maintain your building. You can get that for free on our website, but <laughs> the, you know, getting involved in the, you know, the way to shape the rules and, and community laws is actually really, really important. So yes. yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Totally. All right. Best CAI stories. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Oh, I think it's appropriate okay. as long as you can relate it okay. to yourself or to the boards or to the community managers. Okay. Well, um, 
First off, my fun fact about CAI is I did meet my husband in my chapter. He came to chapter events. He came over. So it's, so it's not even community or it's not only community association. It is a dating. It's a dating place, you guys. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, take it from me. You can really. And it's worked. And it's worked. We've been together uh, almost 10 years now. So, um, and we, we, we finally tied the knot last year. So, um, you know, you never know who you're going to meet at CAI. I always tell national that they should put a little thing in their magazine that CAI love and that um, we, would be, CAI love. we <laughs> would be their first people on there that they haven't gone for it yet, as you can imagine. <clears throat> but, um, yeah. They're, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes. Awesome. My, my mind's going to the gutter quickly and I'm recognizing this as a <laughs> show. So I will stay there. <clears throat> what, <laughs> what are your other best stories? Um, uh, I do have one that I'm not sure is appropriate, but I'll, I'll, sh- I'll share. Go uh, ahead. Go ahead. We okay. So we were, we do these things called round tables and we do them um, at community associations. At least we used to. Now they are virtual, so more people can attend. So, what is a roundtable? It's a Sorry. so a ra- good good question. So, a roundtable is basically four board members, mm-hmm. and we bring two or three uh, experts in, and we kind of have a topic for each expert. Mm-hmm. And so then you get to ask questions to that expert, whatever you want pertaining to that. Um, topic, whatever it may be. So it's really casual. It's also been like a really nice place for community board members to meet each other too and mm-hmm. figure out, oh, I'm going to this too. Like let's exchange numbers or whatever. So it's sure. it's been really successful. Um, so this is back in the day when you used to do it at a community association that had like a right. meeting room. Right. So we were, you know, having our meeting and um and the back speaker, then they were after hours so 6 30 7 o'clock yes, or, yes yeah. it was it was dark okay um and the speakers uh was not facing the window so everybody else is facing the window outside and the speaker is facing us and it's all dark so we're you know we're at the people are asking questions probably about 20 people there mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the lights on the outside, you know, come on. So you can see everything. They're floor to ceiling windows. And there's a hot tub out there. And there was a man and a woman who were just going to go and use the hot tub naked um, in front of all these they didn't realize the lights were on through the window and they see the CAI event. Okay. We had no idea what to do. And the speaker didn't know for a while that it was happening. So, we so, like, so when everybody gives a standing oh. ovation to the speaker, he's like, I'm not, I'm not done yet. Oh, wait. And he turns around and you got a show. It's, oh it's you're in a show. Did you have dinner? Was, I mean, oh, wow. it was so funny. Oh man. That was a good one. That was a classic. <clears throat> okay. More of the, more of the love stories. See, don't underestimate it. There's legal oh. policy. There can be love and romance. If you join CAN. <laughs> I don't know what the hot tub one was love. Well, they were, I don't know what they were going to do, but you, I think they realized we were watching them after. <laughs> oh, that yes. was funny. All right. Okay. Going from nakedness to do you need an inspection? Talk (laughs) one-on-one with a building doctor. So if you are liking what you hear, I'm not going to get naked in your hot tub. So get uh, set up a free 15 minute call with me to get some specific advice about your building. The lights will be on. It will not be dark. uh, And we will go from there. So if you've got a little QR code, you can scan that. And that'll automatically take you into the booking stuff, or you can go to learn.j2consultants.com slash consultant on call. And it's free. And, uh, you know, people call and say, hey, I've got these cracks. We'll say, turn on your FaceTime. Let's talk and show me the thing. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's not just a crack. You've got a hole in your wall. Or, yeah, not too worried about it. So uh, happy to do that. And, yep, through this link, you can get there. All right. And J2 is a fantastic CAI supporter. Everyone should know that too. They've good. Been good, for good, a good, long good. time. Good to hear. Yes. The events are fun. The networking is important. And uh yes, it's a it's a productive thing to be in. Okay, so QA. I see six in the QA. 
I see 20 things in the chat. Ben, the producer, I'm, I'm assuming is managing the chat. I'm not even going to check that. But if you have typed into your question into the chat, make sure you retype it over into the Q&A. And let's get to work. So Kay says, what will I learn from a reserve study? And dash board member. So I'm assuming Kay is a board member. So what will I learn from a reserve study in this section? Laura, um, you know, we just take turns answering this stuff. Um, that's all you, gents. <laughs> that's all me. Okay, there you go. The uh, So I say a reserve study is different. And I think we have some videos or even things on this on our website, a reserve study versus an investigation. They're kind of two different things. A reserve study is an accounting exercise that goes down your major building components and gives you a normal usage of life and a remaining usage of life and helps you plan for that. So what do I mean by that? Your roof is supposed to last 20 years, let's say, and your roof is eight years old. So in 12 years, your reserve study says you should be saving X amount per year to spend $300,000 in 12 years. And I've got inflation and I've got all these little things. And so it breaks it down into a uh, you need to save $82 a month for your roof. Now let's talk about your siding, your windows, your parking lot, your this, your that. So it's it's more of a exercise in budgeting. And there's many times where we'll get clients calling us and say, well, our reserve study says we have to spend a million dollars this year. And I'll say, do you? So let's take a look at it. Let's investigate it and say, you know, it's supposed to last 20 years, but you guys have done such a good job of maintaining things. You'll probably get 25 out of it. Now, if you want to replace it this year, great, do it. But, you know, if you're like everybody else and you want to squeeze a little more time out of that, let's let's talk to you, you know, let's start planning for it, but but talk to you in and in a few years and let's let this thing take its course. So, anything to add to that, Laura, reserve study? No, that was great. Um and super important, they help you budget and when you yeah. do a big project like replacing all your Sighting, you get to set those reserve study time clocks to zero, and then your your payment plan instead of needing eighty dollars a month in five years, you you've got twenty years, so it's no longer eighty bucks; it's ten bucks. Yeah. And so, by resetting your reserve study after you replace things, your dues actually go down. So, in a lot of cases, and you never so anyway. you, you want to avoid being underfunded, obviously. If you right, can. so. And there's all sorts of things out there. What's the appropriate level of funding? Uh, I'm an advocate of 75% level is a pretty good level. Do you need to be 100% funded all the time? Eh, no, but unfortunately, a lot of boards wake up and realize, you know, yeah. that the last board or boards, their getting elected vote speech was no new taxes under my watch. And that didn't help anything. Yeah. So we don't have any money. Now prices have doubled and now we've got 5% in reserves and we're in a terrible place. So anyway, okay. Phil asks a question. What problems will a condo HOA have with a 40-year-old building that has water leaking through the concrete ceiling, much of it under the landscaping? The dirt has already been removed and currently covered with black plastic. The dirt is covered with black plastic or the plaza deck has been covered. Anyway, the garage ceiling has a lot of white residue on the surface. So uh, three or four questions there. What problem will a condo have with water leaking through the concrete ceiling? Well, the concrete is usually steel reinforced. We know that con or we know that water and steel don't get along. They rust. And so the concrete bonds to that rebar and makes a very good bond. But when the rebar rusts, it delaminates and kind of cracks that concrete bond. And so we 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 uh, lose strength um, and you get you get some problems there. So you want to solve those water leaks. That white residue flowing through the surface is called efflorescence. Effervescence is the champagne bubbles that tickle your nose. Efflorescence is the white salts and sands that run out of uh, concrete and kind of show up as stalactites dripping from your ceiling. And so th those are all good indicators that, you know, we've got water flowing through there. We need to stop the water. So get that waterproofing layer done. Landscaping and dirt. Yeah, we've got a you typically have a big box of a parking garage and you have two buildings on it and the area between has a plaza or some kind of landscaping. 
it's usually eh, 40 years old. Your, your, your waterproofing is worn out. Um, so yeah, you got to excavate out the dirt and plants, fix your waterproofing, make it watertight again, put your dirt back in and, and re-beautify things. So uh, below grade waterproofing, yeah, I'd say, you know, 25 to 40 years is your mark. If you're getting 40 years out of it, eh, you're, you've gotten your lifespan out of it. Uh, it's time for a replacement. So uh, Laura, did you have anything to add to that? Are you a blue grade waterproofer? No, that was all you. you like effervescence, not effervescence. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, anonymous writes, I really like that Oregon CAI offered to pair golf tournament attendees with managers to round out their golf foursomes for this year. Oh, that's cool. What are some other ways CAI events help vendors and managers boards connect? This is Laura question. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did. We did start doing that. If there was managers that needed a golf team to please let me know so I can pair them up in case somebody was having trouble finding team members. Um, I would also say another great way is through like a lot of our events, honestly, if I mean, and as I said before, our committees too. Um, all the committees, I make sure that there is at least two managers on. So uh, whether you're going to join whatever committee you are, you're still going to meet some managers that may have some influence for you. Mm -hmm. um, and then also just all of our trade shows tend to be a really good way to meet a lot of managers. And usually everybody's in a good mood at those because they're all not really working. They're fake right. working. Right. It's an official work event, but it's not. A so everybody's having fun. I, I always recommend that. That's a great way to meet a lot of new managers too. Um, and I think sponsoring some of those new manager programs we're putting on. Those are all mm -hmm. new managers that most people haven't met before anyway. So there's a lot of good opportunity there. Yeah. And I think that pairing up, Hey, I'm, I'm solo. I'm single. Yeah. I'm a single from, you know, I'm the only person coming from my company or I'm a one person show. And, you know, I kind of wanted to sign up for this thing, but I don't want to be the only cast out. That's cool that you're saying, hey, look, we've got a twosome we can put you two with. We've got a threesome that needs a single. So we'll right. try to, yeah. And that, yes. that's that's helpful. That, that yes. Helpful. And we do offer uh, most managers to that if their company won't pay for some of the events to just reach out to me and I will ask vendors to do it. And then they kind of, I introduce them cool. and then that's another way that they can connect too. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Awesome. All right. Joe asks regarding the DEX defense or DEC defense article. He is referring to our monthly newsletter where we talked about DEX this month. So if you haven't seen that, go over to our website, j2consults.com, sign up for that newsletter. So regarding that article, first of all, thanks for producing that. We have a wooden planked cantilever DEX on our two-story condo. And I changed the background. Uh, we'd like to get away from wood and onto Trex-like products for maintenance reasons. Do you have any recommendations for light decking? Because Trex-like products are very heavy compared to wood. Uh, yeah, so the Trex Trex products, Trex is a brand. There have there are now several different brands that have come out. Um, the ones, so all these manufactured products, we. We like to say, you know, they've got version one, version two, version three, and in every version, the bigger companies in their R&D departments learn what failed. And so, you know, now Trex would be a big company that they're probably on to version 10. I don't know, but they, they've been around for a while. And so don't let past experiences, uh, you know, sway you. But look for products that are 100 percent if they're if they're fake wood they're 100 percent the same and how some of the products got in trouble was a durable outside and then a, a recycled content filler for the inside that made it cheaper so the problem is when that got wet it would swell or cup or you know do the things that that, that does um uh trek trek what is it? Trek Tex, something Tex is another um, product there that works really well. There's some, there's a recycled for a green product. There's a recycled American rice hull product. So where the rice is hulled, those rice hulls, it, it doesn't swell in water. It's hundred percent green. It's yada, yada, yada. It's great. It's 
Um, we're using it a lot in uh, low-income housing because it matches all these things and gets all these points. Um, but lightweightness, I think you'll be okay. But I mean, if there's a significant heavier, heavier thing, we can we can certainly take a look at that. Um, so you're talking about a flow through deck, wood planked, so not membrane. So there's variety of woods, variety of thicknesses, um, and variety of fake fake woods or you know uh, manufactured products. And um, I, I haven't seen the weight become a big issue, but yeah, something something we can help answer that. Um, Trex Tech, Forest Tech, Trex Tech is anyway slipping my mind there. But anyway, on to the next one. Okay. Or Laura, did you have anything about decks? Oh, <laughs> oh. Just check it. Just check it. Okay. Anonymous says, How many team members do you usually do you have usually to plan your events? Does it take a long time to get attendance and venues? How do you promote? So this sounds like you, Laura. Okay. How many, how many team members do you do for event planning? Um, so it kind of depends because um, we have committees, obviously, that help plan most things. So the events committee, it plans probably like 10 events a year. And that committee has six people on it mm -hmm. um and then you have the trade show committee that does two trade shows a year and that again i think has about six people on it but they're all different people right in each committee so it just kind of depends um i personally have kind of hit a stride now where i kind of plan for events over a year in advance so i will secure the venues way way before I probably need to mm -hmm. um, because I've scared myself before and I realized I hadn't secured a place and I mm -hmm. and so I scrambled and ever since then I am uh very on top of making sure that that stuff is scheduled over a year in advance um so that that part's pretty you know once you once you get into the rhythm of this is when this event happens this is where we normally do it or we're going to switch let's look for a new venue it, it makes it easier if you're just kind of ahead of the game with your planning. Um, and then, you know, usually to, to, to let people know when or how the events are happening, there's always our calendar online or um, in the sponsorship packet. I try to already have all the dates for all the events in there when I release that. Mm -hmm. um, and then and then it's obviously social media is always a good place for um, for us to kind of let everybody know what's coming up. And right. if you want to be on our email list, I can always put you on that and you'll know exactly when everything's coming up. Great. So where, how do we get on that? We have to contact you, just, you or is it on the organ yes, website? Yeah. Thanks, Jen. So you just shoot me an email and I can, I can easily just put you on there. Okay. Um, yeah. And then you'll just know when everything's coming up, it'll be kind of like a little reminder. Oh, don't forget this is coming up. Okay, so I'm going to get back to your email to repeat it. Contact us at caiorgan.org. So if you want to get on our list, send it to that email. Okay, another anonymous says, what are some of the more popular trainings or topics for managers you have covered for education in the past? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, so new managers, we've done like, what are the top 10 um, statutes that every manager should know. Right. Um, and then we did one that was um, budget and financing just for managers. Those mm -hmm. two were, have been, um, we've gotten good feedback on that. Um, I would say, honestly, the ones that are most popular at like our trade show is we will do like dealing with difficult people, specific mm -hmm. to managers. Um, and we usually have a couple speakers that some of our managers here love hearing from. And we'll get them to do it. And then they also share their horror stories and they love it. They think it's so fun because it's also kind of like a relaxing, maybe for them, it's not just a real, also like fun and right. everybody's laughing and having a good time. So those have, we almost do that almost every year, kind of like a dealing with bullies or, or dealing with difficult people or things like that, because it's well attended and they really, really like it every time. It's kind of it's all like, right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And then what's the best swag item you've seen at your events? Is the last question. What did it say? What is the best swag item you've seen at your events? The giveaways, 
as we go into our giveaway section. And so if there's any more questions, get them in, hurry up. But oh. best swag. Um, I, there's two things. I either really like, like a nice Yeti tumbler. Uh, sometimes people will be giving those away. Um, or I like it when people give away really beautiful plants, honestly. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm a plant person. I like those. Sure. Everybody can use a plant in their home. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. If there's no more questions, we will conclude that. Uh, okay. We're getting on to giveaways. Ben, I don't have the prize box on my thing. So you're going to have to turn on your screen and tell us what we are giving away. Laura, what are you guys giving away? CAI organ or do you have any? I do. Um, I do have one. Um, and I hope that there's one of these, at least kind of near you guys, if not, um, I know that there are some in Washington, but I'm doing a hundred dollar gift card to McMinimins. Nice. We do have McMinimins in the area, a few That's locations. Yeah. Wow. hundred bucks. Ooh. Have a nice ben dinner. <laughs> yeah, that is nice. Ben, this is everybody. This has been the producer. And so what are we giving away? This is a very valuable uh, summer giveaway box. Um, it has a uh, mini fan in it, which is very useful in this heat. All right. Perfect. Okay. How this works is we have uh, 11 people on the line still. I'm going to choose number 11 for the J2 giveaway box. Ben sees how you're lined up and I don't. And so he'll reach out to you and, and uh, get your address and send you something. So Laura, who's going to win the $100? What number? Uh, lucky number seven. Number seven. All right. Seven and 11. There, there we, we go. go. <laughs> nice. The lucky numbers. Okay. And then wrapping it up, did you know we have free resources for boards and managers? Of course you did. Learn.j2consultants.com slash resources and check out our social and YouTube pages where we have over 300 videos like this. And sign up for this so you get more of the webinars. Don't forget, we'll be back every month. You can scan here. You can invite your friends August 29th, live at 3.30. Stay tuned. We will have another exciting show. but. Laura, we wanted to say thank you so much for being our guest today and for telling us all about CAI. Uh, it was wonderful. Thank so, you guys. That was so much fun. Thanks for inviting me to be on here. That was that was and, great. And now I will make sure there's no lights on when I go to the hot tub. And never mind. Yeah. <laughs> we all will we'll learn. Every one of us will learn something. You want, but you also want to show up to CAI because you may meet your future life partner there. Yeah, there you go. Or the seminar will get really interesting <laughs> all of a sudden, right out through there. Yeah. Things. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you for being on the show. See you Thank later. Thank you buddy. so much, you guys. Have a great day. Okay. You too.